Everyone wants to be fitter, healthier, and more energized, but so many people struggle with this area of their lives. But with the right physical, mental, and practical strategies, I believe everyone can become the best versions of themselves and ultimately live a happier life. The Unity Podcast is dedicated to giving you these strategies and exploring relationship between your health and happiness. When we are fit, strong and healthy, we can live with more purpose and vitality, helping us become the best version of ourselves. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. And if you find value in it, rate and review and share it with your friends. How are you? I'm good. I'm just sitting outside, so we may have some residual dog barks or um, lawn mowing going on. But as we just discussed, it's just real life, isn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> so welcome to the Unity podcast. Today we have on Shelley Nye, who is a marketing guru and has just embarked on a new coaching career, which is called Confident You Coaching. Is that correct? Yeah, that's it. Thanks, Luke. Yep, that's it. Brilliant. Um, maybe you could just tell us a little bit about Confident You Coaching, about why you started it and who it's who it's for. Okay. Um, so I've run my own marketing and PR consultancy for oh, coming up nine years now. And um, I've always been working on, you know, making companies and brands visible and you know, people within those companies. And, and that's the role of PR, really. And um, what happened was about three years ago, I had a real dip in my own confidence and stuff was happening um, at home. I'd had a couple of family bereavements really close together, you know, really close family. And um, I had a real dip in my confidence. So mm. I reached out to a confidence coach and um, worked with her. She was amazing. Everything just changed for me in about three sessions working with her. And um, okay, so I had that experience. And then what happened at the beginning of lockdown is I had a number of people I worked with in the past. Usually there were some men, but it was usually women I'd worked with in the past, you know, marketing and PR roles, corporate roles, you know, I've, I've moved around, there's been a lot of different jobs. And people were facing redundancy or, you know, really big changes in their work lives. And I just had a flood of contacts from people asking me, you know, how it had been when I'd set up my own business and how I was now and I just thought there was a common thread in all these emails. These ladies were feeling really knocked down and they just couldn't mm. see the future. And I just thought their their confidence had taken a massive bash. And I know how how that feels. And I know mm. what you can do about that and how you can turn things around. So I had a bit of a I woke up in the middle of the night and I had you know, they say a light bulb moment. Mm. I mean, literally, Luke, it was a light in my head. Mm. And I thought, I need to do something about it. So I um, contacted the lady who'd um, coached me, paid for her to train me as a confidence coach. And I very quickly realised, I know this stuff. I've been doing it all my life when I mm. manage people in teams or, you know, people in businesses or, you know, mentoring younger people. So... I really quickly launched the business. I got it off the ground and I had my first client before I'd finished um, my training and I haven't looked back since. So, yeah. So it is, 
women predominantly who feel overlooked and they're undervalued and they're at a crossroads in their professional lives or in their home lives and they've lost visibility they're not seen they're not heard they don't understand their confidence they don't actually know what the problem is and I work with them to get control back understand what's affecting their confidence and what the impact of that is and put the strategies into place to not feel like that anymore and get out there Mm, that's that's such a brilliant story as you know I'm I'm very into kind of um let's call it um midlife transformational changes um it's something yes. I went went through as well and that light bulb and it is not there's no other feeling like it is it when you suddenly know what you've got to do you know yes. what you're kind of on the earth for and, and it's um it gives you energy and it gives you confidence actually as well because I think what's um a lot of people that's what stops them um to making that next step or the next career move it is the confidence to be able to do it and the uh something we've discussed before is this sort of trying to make everything perfect before before they make the next step but actually you found that when you went back to your confidence coach you realized you actually knew it anyway you just had to get that validation from someone yeah that's exactly what it was um you know I sort of thought "Hmm, I'm paying quite a bit of money for this coaching course but that's what she did she, mm. As you say, she validated uh, all of those feelings I had. And I just realized that this is what I do anyway, whenever I work with anybody, you know, whether they've been mm. in my team or whether I just come across them in everyday life. It's just mm, how I am and what I like to do for people. So, yeah, it was it was very interesting. And um, it's it's been quite incredible I mean people see change once they get that they are in charge of their confidence because they Mm. sort of they seem to think it's like a an external part and things happen to them despite themselves if that makes sense yeah sort of like life happening to you rather than yeah by you You yeah and and you know things that they don't understand what takes their confidence away they don't understand how to boost their own confidence I mean you've got to once you understand it you've got to really protect it and work on it and anything that takes it away from you you've got to work really hard to top that back up again and you know I work on it every single day and um that's interesting can I stop you there so you said you work on so you work on your own confidence every single day how do you do that I think my natural inclination is to be worried about things. You know, Mm. um, I can be a real procrastinator and a real overthinker. I'm quite a deep thinker. And before Mm. I know it, I've talked myself out of action. So I still wake up four or five o'clock every morning with worries Mm. piling into my head. But I now have strategies where I push them away. I've got counter arguments. So that in a critic that people refer to you know this Mm. is going to happen today and it's not going to go well and I still have those thoughts but I now have a way that I I know who I actually am and I know what I'm actually capable of I can push those thoughts away and Mm. I can do it almost instantaneously now Um, but they're still there so do you have a sort of a, a routine that you go through or you just see what's there in the morning and then think right this is this is something, these are echoes, but they're not me and they don't have to rule me. 
yeah it, it's pretty much that so if I let my mind you know dictate to me how the day's gonna go um I could start to get really worried about it but no I I have I get people to um when we work together we have like three positive statements uh, that we know to be true despite what our mind might tell us at times when we're not feeling confident and we're feeling low these are things that we actually know about ourselves and no one can take them away from us so they're really personal and I've got three of those and I will repeat them over and over again if it's if I'm having those thoughts there some people call them mantras don't they whatever you want to call it I have those positive statements. I have them. I do a lot of journaling. They're in my journal. I mean, I find more and more I don't need to refer to them so much. It's almost the positivity trigger happens almost instantaneously now when a thought comes in. But yeah, I work on it all the time. And, mm. you know, when I work with clients, that first meeting, in fact, before the first meeting, I ask them to give me a score for their confidence out of 10. Mm. and um it's, it's horrifying you know a lot of people will answer two or three mm. to their confidence can i just um explore that point a little bit because i think isn't yeah. it isn't there very many different arenas in life where we have different levels of confidence so for yeah. example if you put me in a physical sporting gym type setting i'm very confident but if you put me in a DIY setting I'm terribly unconfident (laughs) yeah Yeah, and I think that this is exactly it so the idea being that if you had like a baseline this is how I see it Luke right if you had a baseline for your confidence if you were to say so for me pretty much every day for me is now a very solid eight Mm. and things happen that dip my confidence so um for example my first day back at the gym this morning Mm. I was feeling really not very confident about that but I know that once it's done I'm going to bounce back up again nothing's going to hold me down once Mm. that initial worry is over so it's like a resilience or a determination inside you that you know can push your confidence back up because I think it wanes and fluctuates for everybody you know minute by minute hour by hour but it's I, that feeling that you go to bed knowing that you'll have a baseline to work from tomorrow and it might be an eight and you might be lucky enough to have a nine. Yeah. Okay. I get it. So it's like that kind of like um, most general sense of confidence that you're talking about there. Yeah. Uh, and you know, if we do a bit of work to understand, I mean, a lot of people truly don't know what impacts their confidence. So, you know, the situations that you're confident in and the ones that you're not. But lots of people I work with have absolutely no idea. Mm, so that means, to, that sort of says to me that they haven't really done the work, the inner work or the exploration, which I guess that's what they come to you for. Yeah. Is to go and uh, is to understand themselves. And um, that's, that's a hugely, I think people don't, or we don't um, make time for that. You know, no. we, we get out, carry on with our day, our jobs and whatever we're doing. But actually stopping and exploring why we feel like we do is something we don't make time for unless we often, yeah. unless we sort of get help from someone like you, maybe. Yeah, well, I think, I mean, when I think about it, so if you imagine, um, you know, say you're, you've got children at home, you're a working mom, you're busy in your job, you've got so many demands on your time and your day 
you're potentially not going to have any time to stop and think about that. It might have been some time since you've had the opportunity to think about it. And so when I started working with the confidence coach and she asked me what my score was and I started journaling, um, and that was one of the, the first recommendations, you know, who am I? We were talking about this earlier, Luke. Who, who am I? What do I want? I had no idea where to begin. Mm. I had no idea who I was and I had no idea what I wanted. And it all came pouring out. And when I read, I've, I've kept that journal. And when I read it back now, I have no recognition of who that person was. Mm-hmm. Amazing you know, it's just moved, it, Yeah, it's moved on so much. And I hear the same thing, you know, when I work with people and they start journaling, you know, what makes you happy? Well, say you're, you're a mom and you've got a newborn at home. Your, your day is so taken up with your demands on your day. You're probably not even thinking about what makes you happy. You might not be able to remember. Mm. And um, it is, it's, it's finding, you know, trying to rediscover who you are, what takes your confidence away, who takes your confidence away, who do you let take it away and how you're going to stop them. Yeah, that's another issue. Um, mm. But it is, mm. there's a lot. I mean, when it's successful, when confidence coaching is successful, there's so much work on the coaching's part, you know, behind right. the scenes, journaling, working through it. Um, you know, there are exercises we do together, but where you have the greatest success is those people who, uh, you know, remembering things from their past that they used to love to do. Um, one lady took up tap dancing again. You know, she remembered as a kid that feeling, that euphoria she had when she used to tap dance and she hadn't done it for what, 30, 35 years. Mm. But just sort of through journaling, discovered that, she wanted that feeling again and you took it back up so yeah I think I don't know is it the same uh, it seems to me that it is the same for the men I've worked with you know it's often wrapped up the language about it is different they'll often talk about not having time um you know, it's about time and management um but a lot of the same issues are exactly the same you know it's um, with, so you'd say that you work with men as well then yeah I have done I wasn't expecting to I I did think it was going to be I don't know I suppose in a naive way I thought this confident stuff was about women like me but no um, men um, successful businessmen who you know, they tell you that they don't want confidence coaching they tell me I don't want confidence coaching I need business coaching Mm. and um yeah because of the other business i have I, i'm completely qualified to do the business coaching but do you know the path pretty much ends up taking the same route um fear of being visible in their business um imposter syndrome that's a big um, one isn't it oh it's just huge seven out of ten people i think i was reading the other day they say seven out of 10 and they think even worse now um, during the isolation of lockdown that people mm. have had you know, more time to dwell on things and um, it might be even higher. Yeah, imposter syndrome is massive. But yes, yeah, same thing with, with men. Um, yes, you, it's, it's often better hidden maybe or masked, but mm. I found the same, the same issues. Um, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, there might be some different 
ways that it comes out and a little bit more hidden. I think you're right. But um, it's certainly many men I come across, if you dig under, there is um, there's confidence issues. And, and um, you know, imposter syndrome, and we all have that in a certain way. And it's about, um, it, I was just thinking when you were talking, I think people must meet you and just think you're just a confident person. Like you're yeah. born like that, you know, but like they don't understand the work that you've done, maybe, or that you no. do date that you do daily to actually yeah. lead the days that you're leading right now, which sounds yeah. like they're really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, well, you know, it's you know, there's tough times and you know, good times, isn't there? But yeah, I think. I mean, as a kid, I did a lot of. Um, I was one of those annoying kids who went to Ice Deadfords and recited poetry and sang songs on stage. And I was always okay with that, you know, when I was really small. And then secondary school, you know, a a lot of people say that's a really tough time in their lives. That comes up again and again in the coaching sessions. Mm. Um, And I suppose, like everybody, you know, I found that more difficult. I think I've got something inside me that, I don't know what it is like a, I will not let this happen. I will do something about this kind of feeling. Is that confidence? Is it resilience? I don't know what it is, but it gets sounds... me up really early in the morning and makes me do stuff every day. <laughs> well, it sounds like a commitment to self-development as well. Because yeah. what you're, you know, you're, you're getting up and doing the work with yourself. You're speaking to that other side of yourself, the resistance you may feel against being confident in and doing going about your day like that but um it's a commitment to um self-awareness self-development and then paying other people to coach you you know and that that represents a commitment to your development and that's why you can find the confidence not just because you have it and um quite you know and there's a difference between confidence and overconfidence and arrogance which i know that some particularly guys have as well and i don't think that's um helpful <laughs> to their no, I mean it's very I mean women in the workplace I mean there's a lot the scenarios I hear where I'm really stereotyping now but you know um a woman starts a job say it is say it's in marketing um they get do really well get to where they want to be early 30s or you know, late 20s and they really progress through the ranks and then they have kids and they're um focus is shifting maybe you know because the children at home and then so they sit at that level as quite often men come in you know less experienced less qualified but more confident and they come in above them in the hierarchy and so they Mm. sit these women sit at this level and then quite often mid-40s um they might have some kind of epiphany like what am I doing (laughs) or it's forced upon them you know redundancy that's a really common age to be made redundant in um in certain roles isn't it and um they often cite this um confident males that they encounter in the workplace and they've just got no sight of their own value and their experience and so sometimes it's a case of taking them back through everything they've achieved and making them really stop and internalize it and think on it because I think they're so used to brushing compliments off 
in the workplace and just getting on to the next thing and head down doing a good job because I think so many women are fueled by that feeling oh you get me started about education Luke and how it teaches women to um not so much now but I think you know maybe 70s 80s you know keep your head down um get good grades um fit in toe the line be quiet and you get recognized for that at school don't you you know that academic achievement but then as a woman you get into the workplace and sitting quietly and keeping your head down and doing a good job in most roles isn't going to get you those big promotions absolutely um do you think it's changing do you think it's a less misogynistic society than it was 20 years ago yeah yeah, I mean, I look, I'm mentoring at the moment. Um, she's 21. Uh, she graduated in July, this lady, and she is on fire. She started up her own business. She couldn't find a job. So she started up her own business and she set up a social media management agency. And when I hear her speak, her, her experience is very, very different to a lot of the women I'm working with. And I look at my nieces, you know, they are 22, 23, and they're very, very different, are very aware of their self-worth and their value, which is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, the uh, millennial, millennial generation get a lot of flack, but I'm, I'm, I think it's unfounded because the millennials, um, millennials that I know, there's so much opportunity there now with the digital world and there's so many more job creations, so much easier to start your own business, so much less, um, you know, misogyny, even though it still exists, of course, but there's a lot, there's a lot more opportunity out there. And I see some pretty phenomenal young guns coming through that. And I just don't think that, that I had the opportunity that, um, well, maybe I'm telling myself a, BS story there but there just seems to be a lot of I mean COVID's been a bit different obviously but a lot of opportunity out there and um, less barriers to certainly being entrepreneurial yeah yeah I definitely think that I mean I can't really speak about it's a while since I've managed younger people actually in a workplace although I work you know with them through the marketing PR I haven't managed them but I definitely feel they are um, the women I've worked with the younger and much more um, ready to voice their opinions. Um, yeah, I don't mm. know, Luke. It's mm. it's a really interesting situation. I mean, I had a lady contact me recently. She runs quite a young team at an ad agency in London. And she asked me to do some group coaching work with a team of young creatives because she said what had happened was their used to being in a creative environment or working together at the ad agency and they're they're young you know 22 23 24 and she said what's happening is they're all working at home all connected digitally we're having meetings um you know productivity hasn't changed but she said they're reporting feeling uh confidence issues and doubting their abilities and questioning whether their work is good enough and really, the whole thing about that was that that informal um, confidence you get from being in the workplace when you're young, you know, when you've presented something and a senior person walks past you, you know, the little pat on the back, there's nothing official, there's nothing formal, but it's a, you know, good job, 
nice project, you know, whatever it might be. And she was saying that they're really um, finding it difficult. They, they don't quite know where their place is. And, uh, and that's really fundamentally what was going on. So they're not, not operating as an island, but of course everyone needs to hear they're doing a good job, don't they? And have a pat on the back. And I suppose with the digital world and us all working remotely, that's much harder to do. I Those think it's a physical things. thing as well, like the, the yeah. connection you get by, like you say, human touch, the, the pat on the back. We're not, we can't do that at the moment. We haven't been able to do for a year. And I think it's a big, an eye contact, you know, I think it's a big thing. When you look someone in the eye and you say, well done, that's so yeah. different to on a Zoom call, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we met today at the gym, didn't we? And our natural inclination would have been to have a hug. But of course, you're, as you say, you know, physically you're not doing that. And, um, yeah, it's the physical and the fact that they're working remotely and so everything is just boiled down to their functional ability. You know, what mm. have you done, as in what have you physically done for the business today? But, yeah, that's going to be a really interesting one. Um, much younger, males and females, but affected by exactly the same things. Yeah. How important do you think the... Um having children part of a, a many women's lives is in the kind of um, breakdown of confidence when they come back into the workplace, because that's obviously something that men don't deal with. In a way. And I just wanted to I, get your view on that. I think it's absolutely huge because mm. your personal identity, you know, how you present yourself pre-children, the fact that you can, get in early, work late, do those extra hours and you become known for it. And then when you return after work, I mean, your your priorities are usually very different. I really don't want to stereotype, but I think for most women, your priorities are different and you potentially, unless you've got great childcare, you're, you're really restricted by the hours you can work. And in many businesses still that's seen as a sign of less commitment. I think that's changing massively, but the reality is lots of businesses still view it that way. But I think more than anything, it's your, your feeling when you return of who am I, where do I fit in? What's my identity now? And I think what can happen is that you don't, women don't ever build that back up. And they just go back into the workplace and their head down, just sort of maintaining the status quo. Mm. You know, lack of time. I don't know if you find it with um, personal training as well, Luke, you know, that feeling that you don't deserve any time to yourself because you've got so many calls on your time with your family. You know, that must be huge um, for fitness as well. Mm. Sorry, do you mean um, me personally being a personal trainer and not having free time? Or No, I mean, you know, for women who've got young families, it's hard to carve out the time, isn't it? Oh, you need yeah. to work on your own fitness. And then if you've yeah. got to sit and journal and think about your own confidence and your identity, well, where's that time going to come from? Because your baby's up at 5.30. <laughs> yeah, it's a really tough time often for the... Um, young mother in that first couple of years of um, trying to, like you say, find your time. 
identity, isn't it? Because it does yeah. change a lot. Yeah. Um, and especially, I don't know, I don't know that many professional sort of business women like you do maybe, but like their identity was probably quite um, caught up with their work. Yeah. Yeah, I think that is, um, yeah, you know, that um, dedication and um, desire to do well, you know, even whether you work for an organisation or even more so if you're running your own business, I mean, that must be incredibly difficult if you're running your own business as well and you're effectively, your your identity is your business. That must be really difficult. But yes, I think um, giving themselves permission to take time to work on something that's just for them is really hard for them to accept as well mm. and yeah. asking for what they need from other members of their family and I was working with a lady she she's got a small child her husband he has a very responsible job and so she just felt that she didn't really have the right to ask for anything for herself and she only wanted half an hour to go for a walk you know, that was one of the things she identified as, made, you know, it made her feel good just to get out of the house and walk for half an hour. But she mm. actually couldn't find half an hour in the day to do that. So then, mm. you know, the next step for that is, well, you need to ask for that time. And of course, then her husband completely understood and that time is arranged and negotiated. But that's hard, isn't it? When you've been used to just doing what you want to do and then you're in the position where you're, effectively asking permission if you can have half an hour to go for a walk I mean that that's that's tough I don't know Luke do men, you must, men must feel a similar thing you know if you're used to spending all Saturday playing sport for example and then you have a family maybe that's no longer acceptable that must be very difficult yeah I think some men feel more guilt about that than others <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I know that um, some men that I know just love it they just work all week and then they're off the cricket for the whole of Sunday I couldn't do that um, because I that's your wife you know, wouldn't let you <laughs> well it's about your priorities it's just isn't not it on, it's yeah, about yeah it's so not. what's what's the most important you. time with your your family that you'll never ever get back or winning a great a game and yeah. obviously there needs to be a balance and spend time with your friends and time taking care of your health and exercise but you know as you I don't think that person who's going off on a Sunday and, and um, has really got their priorities deeply correct within themselves probably um, and that's yeah. about the work and the deep work to to understand what what you really want yeah um yeah. and I'll just want the sort of more professional women to sort of yeah um women that maybe don't didn't have a career or don't have but they still might want your help in this arena yeah. like do you work with women like that as well yeah absolutely I mean I think um in terms of when you say professional I mean it's if are you referring to women who don't work or are you a, referring to women who might not see themselves as doing a sort of a professional career type job um that's a good question yeah I think I was referring to women who had a sort of um a career that has a career path and progression uh, or um as opposed to sort of working in a um a shop or something like that and that's not to belittle that but maybe that the there isn't a career progression this could be 
Um, or maybe, maybe, I mean, my real question is, do you work with women who, um, who this confidence issue has nothing to do with work? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely, completely. Well, and also I would say even the women who work, their confidence issue isn't, the roots of it aren't work, never work. Mm. The roots of it are their fundamental way of thinking about themselves and protecting their confidence and working on it. So it wouldn't really matter the situation, the fundamental, you know, someone who isn't working would still face imposter syndrome on a probably daily basis. You know, it's not linked to the workplace. It can be any scenario, can't it? It can be interactions with family members. That's always a real um, hot potato. Um, you know, feeling um, less confident around certain members of your family or friends or confidence to try new things. So sometimes, you know, children are starting to leave home or there's just a bit of thought that goes into turning a certain age as you get older and, you know, what what what's next, that kind of feeling. And if you haven't got sort of confident feeling about what the future is going to bring then it's exactly the same issues all over again inner critic who do you think you are you know why why you what what why do you deserve this you know it could be holiday it could be a house it could be a car it's the same issues you know I don't deserve it um I didn't work hard enough to get it or it's happened by mistake and I think those issues are universal regardless of the workplace yeah I think you're right and I see it with men as well actually when you do when you get a bit deeper with 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 men um so I just wanted to ask you other than hiring you for um personal coaching Mm. what are some things that women and maybe men can do to improve their confidence so um I was thinking about this before we spoke and I think probably the most useful thing that anybody could do is bring something like journaling into their lives. Mm. And, you know, people who don't like writing, you know, that that's a really common experience, isn't it? But I think that outpouring that isn't checked, it's not going anywhere. No one's going to see it. I think we all have the ability within us to work through what is actually going on in our lives by asking ourselves the right questions so who do am you have I? a f- uh, framework for that or yeah i mean the the first question is always who am i what do i want as we were talking about earlier today who am i what do i want what do i need how can i get it and the trick with journaling is you don't filter what you are writing so i don't know if you mm. if you do this luke but you just write and write and write until you can't write anymore. And even if you don't know the answer, you write, I do not know the answer. I do not know the answer. And you just sit quietly and you wait for your mind to produce something that you can write down. Right. It's really powerful. So this is trying to um, get some self-awareness of what's rumbling in your subconscious. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think the physical side of confidence, oh, the um, the statements, the positive statements, 
they are really powerful um some people like to keep compliments that they have received some people like that external validation and rather than just brushing it off they write it down and they keep it on their phones i think there's an app called confident uh, compliment bank something like that or on pieces of paper in their purse or somewhere where they have a physical connection to what somebody who meant something to them had to say about them because I think all too often people just forget how highly regarded they are in their world so that's one when I say that a lot of people don't like it because it's this feeling of you're only as good as you know what people think of you and I just think that by connecting with those you reframe how you see yourself and you go past what's actually been said so that's another thing the last one and you know that I've recently been reading about this and it's something that I am practicing is taking a a powerful stance you know your physical body language you know that that is huge if you can work on she calls it presence doesn't she in the book um is that Amy Cuddy yeah Amy Cuddy but that whole how you present yourself you know if you can start to work on that not for how others see you but how you feel about yourself Mm. you stand tall and you take up your physical space I'm trying to work with my son on this at the moment he's going through um yeah quite a difficult time you know just started secondary school and they had this weird start where it was locked down and haven't really got to know each other very well and and I'm watching his body language and his you know he's really starting to clearly be much less confident in his body language and I've been trying to talk to him about head up shoulders back you know if nothing else sit up straight if nothing else it makes you feel better and you feel more powerful I'm very into all this stuff and I'm very yeah. into the, the body and the physical world. And what I, what I would suggest is actually merging those two things that you've just suggested. So you were talking about affirmations, like um, words that make you feel confident. And then um, com- if you combine that with a confident posture, so we, the research shows that any expansive posture will change your body chemistry. So it will um, increase your um, testosterone, lower your cortisol, which is basically the chemical state. Yeah. And um, so something like, um, we call it the open starfish posture. I think Emmy Cuddy calls it, where you just have your legs apart and yeah. your arms, as, and you're making yourself as big as, as you can while you say these things. They, that w- that's when it becomes an incantation so we, we we mix the physical body with the mind or and and the language, and then it can become even more powerful. I, I found with my own practices and other people as well. Um, you know, I know. Um, also, I've heard things like people doing um, shouting things out when they do like a pull up at the gym or something, and suddenly they can do it ten times better if it's something that they really believe in. And because yeah. um, you know, the affirmations is really good, but like you're kind of and the body will tell the mind will tell the body what to do and the body will tell the mind what to do they're completely interlinked so what you're seeing with someone who's um unconfident and maybe you're seeing with your son's body language is kind of what we call spinal flex we have rounded shoulders we have looking down we have the spine curving forward and that is literally telling the mind um to feel like that 
as well so we have sometimes if, if we do the opposite we, we flex our spine we get big we open up uh, there's lots of other poses the yoga warrior pose is my favorite one as well where you put um one foot out in front with knee bent and then your arms are creating a, a long line and your other legs back and you're looking into the future about something you want to sort of achieve and and your brain will start to change your body chemistry and the, the science is they've they've literally in the book it um, details that doesn't it that yeah, they'll take the, the bloods of people after two minutes yeah. in a power posture and their blood chemistry has changed to um or even because if they were physically disabled just thinking about a power posture had the same mm. chemical effect that that's amazing is <laughs> that is and and amy cully really like hit on something very simple but very profound in in her book and her um kind of uh her ted talk sorry was and it got like i don't know it's probably the second most watched ted talk ever or something millions of views and it's this this thing that um of just really just this kind of imposter syndrome that we have that we just don't feel good enough and um, she, she's what she does is try and um, offer a very practical solution to this through the body mm. as well as the mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I, and that uh, the other thing that I, you started me doing was the so simple, but it's just beautiful. The three good things about the day. Mm. Um, yeah. And in fact, I had um, uh, a relationship counsellor years and years ago had recommended that um my husband and i think of three nice things about each other every week i don't know if i ever told you this no and um it was just they couldn't be physical <laughs> which is you know like the first mm. challenge but they had to just be three nice things you had noticed about each other during the week and you shared them on a sunday morning and it all sounds a little bit twee doesn't it and a bit you know suburb no, it doesn't it but doesn't. it it changed our relationship doing that mm. because there mm. were things happening that I didn't even realise he had noticed I was doing and vice versa. So we used to do that. And then with our kids, you know, at mealtimes, not every day, but, you know, if the conversation is low or someone's had a tough day, we do that. Three nice things about the day or what's the best thing that happened. And as you know, I started doing that in my my facebook page during lockdown and um people were saying that they you know you started it didn't you, on the gym page and then i carried it on and people were saying that they spent their days looking for nice things that they could share in the evening i mean how great is that That's they think they're just yeah. they think they're just trying to remember three nice things but you are changing your brain chemistry your entire day is changing and because your you're perception. looking for the good you're changing your perception of what's happening yeah. and you're trying to actually reflect on those good things rather than just letting them, you know, become part of your day that you don't remember. So reflection yeah. is, is a part of ex self-exploration, reflecting on those things that, you, yeah. that, you, that are actually good. And, um, yeah. Yeah, and no, acknowledging that, them and holding on to them, not, as you say, not just letting them, you know, that, well, that sky looks good, boom, it's gone, you're on to the next thing. You know, you're really contemplating it and considering it and yeah I think mm. that's incredibly powerful I mean I think that mm. positivity is in itself it, you know if you did nothing else but a bit of journaling and um, some positivity you're gonna have a better day I'm absolutely convinced by it. have you ever heard of the um it's like a, um, a psychotherapist exercise best possible day 
where mm, you um kind of things like that yeah what's your best yeah. what's, what's your ideal day yeah yeah and so it's the idea is you know if you do get those thoughts that pop into your head sort of four or five in the morning um that's when a lot of people feel anxious i know that's when i get them you just run through it's just like a mind exercise your best possible day scenario and um i know lots of people i've worked with have found that really powerful mm. um you know minute, almost minute by minute how will that day look and how will i feel and you know what would my i ask them to think what would their confidence score would be like and then we sort of bring that full circle and say, okay, so if that weren't to happen, you're still going to have a really good day because you're going to have the re- resilience and the confidence to cope with whatever else happens. But yeah. Sort of, they say um, shooting for the moon. If you don't hit the moon, you're going to get, you're still going to be in the stars. Yeah, that's nice. So, I'm stealing yeah. that. I'm having that. I like that. <laughs> yeah, it so, really is. It really you, is that way. And if you, thinking. if you don't have any ambition and, and, um, and that's this thing of imperfection as well. Just go for the moon, and then um, you know you're not. Even if you don't get there, you're still gonna get ten times further than if you just yeah. thought of all the excuses why you shouldn't yeah. do that ambitious thing that you're really afraid of. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say then. I I know I've spoken to you about it before, but that um, that book, Playing Big, Tara Moore. Mm. I read that and it's just about taking really big leaps of action and not waiting for the dots to join up and just jumping in and not looking back and not second guessing yourself and um that's, i haven't read that one but i've read books like it but yes definitely because yeah. um, that's really how we live our best life is is um, taking those those big leaps of faith and but Often, um, but as you um, have and yourself or your previous self, there's a lot of blocks in the way and we've got to get through them, haven't we? Yeah. Um, and often we need help from the other to do that. And, it, and at which point I think it's um, inter- uh, a good time to say, so, it, you know, if you did, if people did want to get in touch with you, how, you know, they can get in touch with you. We can put your email address or something under this um, yeah, when I post the podcast. Good. Yeah, um, and the web, can I say the website? yeah uh so it's confident coach it's the website and facebook is confident you coaching but yeah if you could i'll pop the email address on that would be lovely that's perfect and that feels like a good place to wrap up i just want to say thank you very much and i found that really really um inspiring and interesting conversation i'm sure there's a lot of women and men out there who um even if it just makes them think, maybe I should um, ask myself some, some of these questions. Even if that, that one little action um, of journaling happened to them, they would have got a huge benefit from this because I, I do think it is about going inside and um, there's, lots of, um, there's lots of answers in there, I think. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And I think that's what coaching does. It just brings those to the surface, but you can do it without coaching if you put the work in who am i what do i want that's where you start in your journaling have you ever heard of the wheel of life i have i think we studied it when i did um yeah it was one of the um resources in my coaching course 
that's a brilliant place to start with coaching yeah. with, um, you can anyone can just google the wheel of life and what it does it gets you to assess out of score out of 10 the seven areas of your life and then yeah. you can decide which one is the the lowest and and, and why that is so that there are um, personal development um relationships your financial situation your health your free time your work and then your contribution to the community and um a very very revealing kind of um thing because i mean i work with a lot of because i do coaching as well i work with people who they're getting zeros and ones on a lot of them and you're like wow okay <laughs> we've got to we've got to address a lot of things but um it's a great kind of um self-assessment journaling tool to start with and think right which one am i going to focus on first yeah yeah i mean i know i when we were doing the course i um did the exercise and then i got my husband to do the exercise and that was really fascinating you know someone you think you know and understand so well um but their perception and the importance they place on things is just so entirely personal isn't it and um Mm. you can never really you never really know what is going on in someone's mind um yeah it's fascinating brilliant I think we could go all day, Shay, but I'm going to cut it there. <laughs> I said 45. We have that um, reputation for chatting. Both we, we're chatters. <laughs> well, maybe we can get you on in a year or, or so and see what where, where your business is at then and um, have a, a fascinating conversation about a slightly different but probably related topic. Thanks, Luke. Really nice speech. Thank you for having me today. Angie, take care. See you later. Bye. Thank you, Shelley. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and if you find value in it, rate and review and share it with your friends.